0: a studio d production a studio d production a studio stu- studio d production
1: and i'm i'm almost 30 i don't think my body can handle it anymore
0: oh my fucking god i wow. really don't i really my back wow. is no guys do you know what i do at my job No, i know
1: what you do at your job but That's the haunted crazy. house I'm almost 45. No, I know, I get
0: it. But like, and I'm literally almost 45 because my birthday's in like a month. Yay.
2: Yeah, you're almost 30 is I'm a little 30. bit of a stretch because you just 30. turned 27. Yeah, but now I'm on the down <laughs> like last slope. month. You just turned 27. Last month. Seven. Now I'm on the
1: downslope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost 30. <laughs> on James's oh 30th God. birthday, the
3: Sonic the Hedgehog sequel comes
0: out. Oh, is he turning 30 <laughs> this Sit year? Sit down, I want to <laughs> tell you a story. <laughs>
3: A really weird and messed up
0: story with murdering ghosts and gobbledygooks. It's all really fucked up, so He's don't 20. you be fools. Still still you almost 30. It's <laughs> f up, <laughs> up Family Story Time. I think i almost Hello, everyone. Welcome to f Up Family Story Time. I'm Salem. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> Salem. <laughs> I'm Hannah. <laughs> And here today, wooing <laughs> on the mic, we have Belle, woo! and then our storyteller, Kelly. Woo. <laughs> a little less enthusiastic woo. woo! <laughs> <laughs> so we're here with our 24th episode. Is that right? Dang. We yeah. finally made it a year, guys. We I don't know yeah, when yeah, our anniversary yeah. was, but it was sometime this month. So yay. Happy anniversary.
1: year. We're walking and we're babbling and we're... In-
3: Yep. Yeah.
0: Are you,
1: say, are you like
3: comparing <laughs> us to a child? To a child. Okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> oh, I see what you're
0: saying. That took me a minute. I was like, Oh, we're we're kind of a
3: toddler now. <laughs> starting to eat that's solid true.
0: foods. Yep. We just dug into our birthday cake, smeared it all over our faces, mm-hmm. we said and "dada" I'm to babies. our
3: mama just to upset her. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, that's something you would have done. <laughs> all right. So, how's everyone
1: doing? Good. Yeah. Right
0: I don't know. Do we, we We did a lot of talking earlier. Did yeah, of we did a lot of talking, but I do
1: have a fun story to tell. Oh, you have a fun I story? I have a fun story to tell. Okay. So last night I was over at my, my dad is leaving town. He's moving away. So we were having like a big going away party. My little cousin is three and she was eating a banana. And I don't know exactly what was happening in the conversation. But so there was somebody there. It was like, um, I don't want to use names. So, it was, like, one of the daughters of, like, the person whose house we were at, like, a friend of my dad's. And she is, like, you know, kind of, like, an older teen, like, young adult type age. But she was talking, I think she was talking about how she's never seen a dick. They were talking about bananas. C- was eating a banana. And they were talking about dicks. And she was like, I've never seen one. And C*** was like, do you want to see one? And everybody was like, uh, no, thank you. like, and dad and uh. were like, oh, I got to get out of here. Like... <laughs> That's a little awkward. Yeah. But, like, well, names. because they were talking about bananas, they were using yeah. like the you know like a like a code word because it <laughs> was there. And she was like, "Oh, do you want to see a banana?" So just like the innocent. Like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I can show you a okay, banana if you yeah. want. <laughs>
3: Wait. Tell me what. Tell them what you told me in the well, kitchen. Well, another though. time.
1: So I <laughs> was trying to pull a tack off of the wall, and. Somebody was like, oh, what do you need that pokey for? Are you going to stab people? And it's <laughs> like, no, I'm going to stab the cops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. Anyway, fun times with a <laughs> the three-year-old. Yeah, They're no fun doubt. in moderation. Yeah. I'm not about to have one. So. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Three-year-olds are pretty much the worst, though. Everyone talks yeah. about terrible twos, and I just when no, I see a parent three. talking about oh the terrible twos, we're almost through that. I just laugh. <laughs> three is so much worse than two. Three is it's the horrible threes
0: or something. What do we it used to call be. it? I don't know. The horrible it's horrible threes, and then the horrible fours, and then the horrible. Fours fives. are pretty shitty
2: too. <laughs> you and get a little.
0: Just... Six is when they
3: start to get really cool.
2: I feel like you get a glimpse of like. And then 12
3: uh, they go downhill again well, yeah.
2: I feel like you get a glimpse of goodness at like four and a half but then they just never meet that potential <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, you're starting to control your own emotions but you're just not there but yet. you're not
0: there yet
2: oh I have something actually that I think is really funny I didn't realize until after I was already dressed that my outfit is comprised entirely of pieces of Halloween costumes <laughs> hey perfect for what yeah, we're going to be talking it's about great, today great right for the theme i have my space leggings from when i was space and i have my bayside tiger sweatshirt from when i was kelly kapowski <laughs> and i say entirely comprised of there's two items <laughs> yeah. and those two items are halloween costume items <laughs>
0: Well, do we want to move on to our story? Yeah. yeah. Right. A lot
2: of story to get All to. All right.
0: So why don't you start with your sources, Kelly?
2: Okay. Hold on. I got to get them. Um... I had a lot of sources because my story <laughs> spans centuries. Nice. <laughs> um, so I used, let's see, the primary ones. I used How Stuff Works article on ancient Egyptians mm-hmm. and UPI, which is a science thing. And I used the Vintage News, all about the Middle Ages. See, I haven't told you what my story is yet. So I'm just like not giving names of like articles, but just, you know, hints. If you want to learn about Egyptians. Is it about cats? Then, oh, I don't know. And then um, the Middle Ages, the Vintage News was one all about the Middle Ages and the Black Death. And then I used, what it was like ancient um, encyclopedia that was also about the Middle Ages, <laughs> <laughs> and then I then I used a couple blogs, um, and so that was the Alchemist's Kitchen and Icy Sedgwick. There were some good blogs, and then I used the Wicca Wiki, Wicca wiki. <laughs> wiki, wiki. Wiki, wiki, which is a real thing. It's a wiki. A, a wiki, a Wikipedia type thing for Wicca, and then I just used Wikipedia. So there's a lot okay. of sources. Cool. But, and they're not you like did your research. the literal sources i just gave you ideas of what the sources <laughs> <laughs> so we'll put it all on the if you the, if you go the... to the websites then you can search for topics okay okay cool are we ready yes Okay, so today, we're going to start getting in the
1: Halloween spirit. Yeah. Yeah. And... Wait, <laughs> 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 that's the right song. What's up with you singing, Mom? <laughs> were you doing Mission Impossible? Yes, <laughs> but it fit. It, it worked. Didn't. It didn't
2: <laughs> Well, I feel like this is not going to be that exciting <laughs> all of that. Um, so we're talking about Halloween and trying to get the Halloween spirit, yay! and I have had cats on the brain. Yes, <laughs> the last couple of weeks because I lost my little kitty, and then we're working on getting a new little kitty. so yay, yay, it's very exciting. So I've had cats on the brain, so I started thinking about cats and their association with Halloween and all things Ooh. magical. So today I'm going to talk to you all about cats and magic. And Halloween? And I guess that's my title. Cats, magic, <laughs> and Halloween. Cats and magic and Halloween. <laughs> All right, no. So it's interesting because, you know, when you're thinking about cats, they're one of the only animals that have had such a presence in a variety of civilizations over time. And some civilizations really honored and revered them. And then other civilizations really feared them. And they ended up torturing them or killing them. And so what is it about cats that make them, you know, make people feel so strongly about them one way or another? And is it their connection to the supernatural and to the magical realm? And that's standoffish. That's what we'll explore. Well, that's true. (laughs) I just uh,
0: read an article actually on how Cats are the only species, they think, that domesticated themselves.
2: Hey, don't spoil it! Oh, shit! You read it, too! All right. (laughs) No, I love that. That's actually... Yes, absolutely. So well, let's get into it, then, because in... um, So the idea is that cats were first domesticated in the Near East about 10,000 years ago. And so they're descended... All domesticated cats today are descended from the African wildcat. So they were solitary creatures, and they essentially self-domesticated themselves. <laughs> Yay! Yes, when they wandered into agricultural societies, and I just—I mean, I just like Salem was getting out. Like, I just love this idea of cats just being like, "You don't domesticate me. I domesticate myself. <laughs> I do it right. because I want to." That's right, and that has stayed with them for forever, <laughs> forever, yeah. Years. Apparently, there is a. Something called the commensal pathway of domestication, which is the idea that animals are attracted to human settlements and then come in and make that choice to have that connections with humans. So apparently, that is something that happens not just with cats. I mean, that but cushy I lifestyle, think... I'm
1: sure, benefits everybody.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I think cats like have to be the best at this, right? They have to be the best at being like, I choose when I come to you, not the other way around.
0: Well, dogs are typically scavengers. They're they they hunt, but they're not hunters per se. Whereas cats are hunters cats, domesticated cats, that have no hunger, that have no reason to be hungry, still hunt. There's a little murderer. Mm-hmm. They just yeah. don't eat their <laughs> and food. And he leaves his little
1: trophies all over and he'll come back to him. he'll knock them around. I found a fucking dragonfly head in my bedroom just like kill <laughs> one time. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> so it's like purely... For cats, is purely it's a choice <laughs> yes. that this is an easier lifestyle, whereas yeah. dogs, it wasn't just convenience. It was like some of it might have been necessity. Yeah, you yeah. Know, I mean, you're right. P-
3: sense that why every fucking cat that I have had in my adult life has just showed up at my doorstep. And I've been like, OK, do you want to live here now? And they're like, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> please let me in. I choose you. <laughs>
2: I choose you. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think that cats are a different personality than other animals who maybe did the commensal pathway of domestication like there's a different motivation behind it it's yes. like i just want to be here and you're not going to stop me and it, it is a choice not just like a necessity yeah. so the kitties in uh the near east which is western asia turkey and egypt about 10,000 years ago they um the african wild cat came to hunt the rodents in the grain so as you were saying they were hunters and they wanted to hunt the rodents that were feeding off of the grain that the farmers were growing so farmers were like, hey, cool, thanks. You can hang out. <laughs> yeah. And farmers wanted to try and get them to stay because they were helping to kill all the rodents. And that's an interesting theme throughout all of history that, like, it seems like, you know, people you either love cats or you hate them. But everyone, at least in, you know, pre-modern, like, times when, when there were lots of fucking rats everywhere, everyone was at least, like... All right, you can stay for the rats like that. It's kind of like
1: me with spiders. Like I don't like a spider, but if I see a spider in my home, I'll like set him up on my balcony. I'll be like, "You live here, you fight off those wasps." Yeah, you just
2: (laughs) it is important to me that I don't get stung by a wasp. So we will peacefully coexist.
1: We can we can share this space. Symbiotic relationship (laughs) there. Yeah,
2: cats are useful. So even the people who are like, I don't like cats, they could see like. All right, I see you. You you can be helpful. You can stick around. So, um but the interaction with humans that cats got from coming into the great the farmers' areas is what changed the genes and behavior over time and what led them to eventually become tame. So there are actually five different species of wild cat and only one of them have been tamed and this is the African wild cat. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, there's actually was also a second domestication, people believe, in Egypt about 3,500 years ago. So, the first in the Near East, 10,000, and the second in Egypt. And we know that because there's evidence that there are two different source gene pools. Oh. And that all of our domesticated cats come from these two different source gene pools, but they were both domestications of the African wildcat. And all... Dis- all Domesticated cats now are descendants of the African wild cat. Wow,
0: that's kind of cool. That mm, is kind of cool. cool. Next time I see
1: Sage sulking through the tall well, grass, pretending like she's actually, a panther, Kelly. I'll be like, "Wow, you really are." Yeah, well, like as Kelly's second, I was like reading through the story before the podcast, and I was actually looking at Sage sitting in the living room, and I was like, "Wow, <laughs> oh, such beauty." Such grace. (laughs) She's majestic. Such bitchiness. Such bitchiness. So then
2: the way that the cats spread from the Near East and Egypt was through um, migrant farmers who were going to new areas. They wanted to have those cats to kill those rodents in their new farming areas or on ships. A lot of sailors, like it was really custom to have a ship cat so that the cat could hunt the rodents on the ships. So the Egyptian cats. Do you think cats get seasick? (laughs)
3: <laughs> i don't know
1: i mean it was really common for that's, them to be on ship that's so. a really high thought coming from somebody who doesn't smoke weed <laughs>
0: some cats get carsick yeah
1: thor gets like, carsick well, gets ollie carsick. gets carsick ollie gets super and carsick so that's well why i don't know about i haven't it. figured out yet if ollie gets carsick or if he makes himself vomit because he's pissed
2: it could be either
1: so. I don't know, Hannah,
2: but if they did get sick, <laughs> they, you know, probably would have just eaten it and lived. That's true. <laughs> or maybe the do- that's what the dogs were for. The cats yeah. would eat the rodents and the dogs would eat it, the, the cats. They catch it. Or, yeah. or the, vomit. Both. <laughs> They'll eat both. <laughs> so, um, so the cats spread all over the world through just through travel and, and trade. And so the Egyptian cats uh, spread through Europe through Viking travel. And through relations between Greece and Rome and Egypt, and so the cats ended up in Rome and Egypt, or I mean, Roman and Greece, and all all over the place. That's cool. Yeah. That's yeah. And another thing that's really cool is that cats are one of the few animals, domesticated animals, that have so many characteristics of their wild ancestors. Oh yeah. And that's not really the case of many other domesticated animals. So
1: kind of cool. What that does is- an undomesticated cow act like?
2: Are there is there a
1: such there thing? Well, in India,
3: well, like. Uh. Are they undomesticated though?
0: I
2: don't know. That may be an animal that uh, has been only domesticated. Do they like run?
1: Do they like frolic? What what would a free cow cow be like? I can't imagine.
2: but they pretty much do the same thing as domesticating cows. They're just maybe yeah. faster and a little smarter. <laughs> maybe I don't know. Maybe But the not. thing about cats is that it's not just that they've been tamed by the humans and they're herded by the humans, because I mean that's arguable, like whether <laughs> they actually have. <laughs> yeah. But it's like the relationship with the humans. And same yeah. with dogs, like the relationship that they yeah. can have with yeah. humans is like that's a different true. thing. So it's almost like domestication is a very broad term and there's like different ways that that manifests in different animals. Well,
0: like, is a snake ever really domesticated,
3: or is it just, Trapped. like... Trapped.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Or rats. I want like, snake. were my
3: rats ever domesticated?
0: Well, okay, something interesting about rats that we discovered, if you remember when we were looking for your rats and uh-huh. we were having a hard time finding um, females,
3: Yeah, is
0: that... Your wild rat that lives on the street is actually a different species than your domesticated rat. So okay. you should not take a wild rat and try to domesticate it. You never will. Even if you take a wild rat and take babies from that wild rat, they're still going to have that feral instinct.
2: Yeah. You need so. to do that a hundred times and yeah. then you can domesticate <laughs> yes. the wild
0: rat. Yeah. So, yes, your rats were domesticated. Oh, okay.
2: So anyway, um, as we already mentioned, most cats were kept around because they were useful with the rodent population. But it was in ancient Egypt, as many of you know, that the relationship with the cat evolved and they eventually were the first to see the magic in the cats. So They are
0: magic. They mm-hmm. are
2: magic. So those first couple sources, when I was talking about Egypt, how stuff works and UPI, that was all about domestication in ancient Egypt and cats. So if you want to look up more about that. Yeah. That's what that's all about. So Egyptians believed that cats were the physical embodiments of the gods and they were symbols of divine protection. So uh, even though many people believe that the Egyptians worshipped cats, it wasn't that they worshipped cats. It was that they thought that the cat held a bit of the divine energy within them. And so they, because they revered cats so much, they even believed that cat souls would experience the same afterlife as human souls.
3: If you watch the mummy movie with Brendan Fraser, the cats are—I don't know how accurate this is in Egyptian mythology, but <laughs> probably not. <laughs> I don't know. The mummy is, movie is a pretty, pretty good, good movie. Get a lot right. <laughs> All right, <laughs> that's fair. It's pretty good. Uh, they say that the cats are the like guard keepers between the underworld and the physical reality, and so that's why Imhotep is so afraid of the cats mm-hmm. because he was dead and a mummy. Um. <laughs>
2: That movie got a lot right, especially when the mummy turned into a giant sand tornado, <laughs> like
1: super super That's like, you know, realistic. super factual, super historical. I, I watched. cited yeah. in your dissertation, you know, please.
3: I'm going to fight you, <laughs> physically fight
2: you. Can you imagine that? that was like, so, got my dissertation on Egyptian history, <laughs> like according to the, the mummy, mummy with Brendan Fraser, I produced in <laughs> would fail their dissertation I and not a YouTube get a doctorate video
3: of this person watching the mummy with an actual egyptologist and she's like you know i'm surprised at how
2: much that they got correct well, there's a lot that, that they made there's up there's a lot but... that they did not for sure but like it's but, uh, a good flick they got though. a lot right <laughs> it's a good flick though for sure but so the egyptians were possibly some of the first to make the connection between cats and females so like the feminine traits in cats and that they were somehow connected just to women you mean like bitchy <laughs> aloof well Also in in the goddesses that I'll talk about, but just like, you know, over time, cats are often associated with women. And that's what leads to. But it's it's not just that the cat itself seems to be feminine. It's also that in folklore and mythology, cats are around women Yeah, like that connection, which lays the foundation for witches and cats that we'll talk about in a little bit. So it started all the way back even in the Egyptian times. There's also what you're talking about, which is that, like, we... Even boy cats, which, I mean, domesticated boy cats are going to be neutered anyway, so they're already, like, halfway there. But, like, even boy cats, like, we we personify them with... Women. Feminine traits. Yeah, feminine traits, yeah. Um, so... I disagree. And maybe it's just because I've owned mostly boy cats
3: as, a, like, I only have been around boy cats recently. But, like, I feel like they're so different from female cats, and I would not at all, like put feminine attributes onto those boycats. Just I and maybe it's just because I know that female animals are generally tend to be bitchier and like meaner. <laughs> no,
2: it's not that anyone's so, putting this on to cats. It's just like science that female animals are bitchier. Well and I mean meaner. like
3: female cats are generally meaner than male
2: cats. Well female
3: cats are bitchier.
2: Female rats are queenie. generally meaner yeah. than
0: male rats. It's a whole protective like yeah. um, you know mothering is, yeah. protective
1: which yeah, I get. Honestly, sense. you're like talking about all of these negative traits that like you know, <laughs> women are like associated like that we personify cats as like this feminine energy because of all of this negative shit. No, I aspire to be a bitch. I aspire yeah. to have autonomy. I aspire to fucking shoot you down when you're fucking pissing me off. Like I love cats personally <laughs> because that's like they're just like fuck you. They're just like I yeah. am beautiful and I am terrifying and I'm only gonna let you touch me when I say it's okay. And I, love. we should all want we cats. should all be, cats. be a- yeah yes. yeah right. We should cats. all aspire live your best to bitchy life. Honestly, sh- reclaim that shit. It's we 2020. Be- who the fuck cares? We should be
2: honored that people have attributed yes. feminine qualities to cats, cats over it's the true. years.
1: It's
3: true. It's true. are the lords okay. of consent. It's
2: true. <laughs> <laughs> but there was also the direct connection to females. So in addition to all of that stuff we were talking about, the cats are also literally just associated with females in mythology and lore. And so it starts back with Egyptian goddesses Sekhmet and Bastet. Sekhmet was the lion headed woman and she was known as the powerful one and was described as terrifying and fearsome. So um, I like that, too. I know. Right. But it's more the wild cat. Bastet was the one who had a head of a cat, of a domesticated cat, and was more closely associated with domesticated cats. So she, it was believed that the cats that carried a divine essence, it was her essence that they carried within themselves. Oh. She was also thought of as the goddess of cats. She represented fertility and domesticity. So again, more feminine traits. Um, but she was the the one associated with domesticated cats um, so Bastet was um, believed to every night and maybe this is related to some of what you were saying Hannah every night Bastet was believed to have a battle with the serpent of darkness who was the sun's enemy and so every morning when the sun rose people knew that Bastet had won her battle and so this is some of the first associations between cats and nighttime cats and darkness and maybe really cats cute. and the nocturnal world and maybe cats and the other world as well, well
1: idea of like cats in the nighttime and like being like the protector, protector. of the yeah. night yeah. and like yeah. oh, i love cats
2: yeah cats are often throughout mythology viewed as protectors
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, like little protectors too bad they can't protect shit <laughs> Ollie's too fat. I'm sorry, honey. <laughs> I Came over today and was like, "Ollie's oh, fat," and I was like, "Thanks, thanks for reminding me." I didn't say it like that. I no. said,
0: "I said he's pudgy. He's getting kind of pudgy. He's getting a little thick. He's fat."
2: We we support body positivity with our yeah. cats, yeah, yeah. So because um, of the goddess Bastet being the goddess of cats and being connected to domesticated cats um, and people believing that she carried that cats carried her divine essence. Cats had to be protected and revered during the Egyptian times. So there was a penalty for killing cats, even if it was by accident, the penalty was death. Wow. I know. It was okay. pretty intense. <laughs> they were like, You killed the cat. Best we will, will curse you. And then they killed him. Um, okay. Just like that. That's what they said in everything. Um, so, and also because. In English? Yes. It was a weird, weird. That little thing. arm wave, <laughs> all of it. <laughs> speaking in tongues I guess (laughs) Um, people also had charms and amulets and jewelries with cats on them and they believed that that protected themselves or their homes if they had emblems in their homes and so they used items with cats on them as good luck charms so they believed that the cat had a power to help protect them and then they were mandated by the government (laughs) to protect cats or they would die probably not the government probably just The cult of Bastet. (laughs) Um, So another really interesting thing is that cats were often mummified. um, And there are hundreds of thousands of mummified cats in worship sites for Bastet because it was prohibited to destroy them. So they just like kept collecting mummies (laughs) of cats. And there are currently hundreds of thousands of mummies of cats.
3: I want to own a mummified Mm. cat.
2: Yeah, I That'd mean, I so I cool. read one story. I, I skimmed it. Something about like they were giving out mummified cats at one point. I mean, I think this was many, many, many years ago, like hundreds Egypt. of years ago. They were just like, here are so many cats. This but is a bit of a tangent. I don't have that's wild speculation. I don't have a resource. This for that. is
3: a bit of a tangent, but on the topic of mummies, did you know that there are so few mummies now because when England came over to originally find mummies in the tombs, they ate them. What? What? They ate the mummies. Who the fuck (laughs) ate
1: mummies? Who
3: ate them? The fucking English
2: people
1: who came over. Our ancestors. (laughs) (laughs) And and stole
0: from
2: the tombs. That seems unhealthy. Your work. (laughs) So Hannah's going to look up sources while I'm going to keep talking. So (laughs) the mummified cats were because cats were killed and mummified when their owners died a lot of the time. Or, I know I know what that face is, or some were sacrificed and mummified for rituals of the cult of Bastet. So apparently, it's not okay to kill a cat unless you're sacrificing it and mummifying or it. Or unless the owner died, it couldn't be and adopted out. I guess... Oh, that's weird. But it was common for like people to even be like mummies to even be discovered with the mummy of their cat with them, oh, buried at the poor same time. Kiddies. All right,
1: kid, what's your source?
2: For a long
3: time, Europeans were fascinated with mummies. They were so enthralled by them that rich Europeans would go out of their way to do some really weird things with them. It was not unheard of to have unwrapping parties. Wait, Ew. where's the eating? Is this a blog spot link because no. I'm not sure.
1: What's your source? Give us the website. There's Smithsonian Magazine. Oh, Oh, shit. It's a Smithsonian (laughs)
3: website.
2: (laughs) This is real.
3: (laughs) Well, I'll find more of it. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: (laughs) Well, we know about the unwrapping parties now. So that's important. Christmas in a whole new sense. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So that is pretty much the end of of what I have to share on the Egyptian cats. Um, Other ancient civilizations had similar high regard for cats, but no one really topped the Egyptians back in the ancient times in terms of how revered and honored they were within their society. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. So if we move forward in time... Which by the way, cats have been around a really long time. If you want to dig into this, like I could have like four part like four episodes on cats Just and like it the history get, yeah. and it would get real boring, <laughs> but it would also be kind of interesting. But we're gonna skip ahead in time. So we're gonna jump to the middle evils. Middle evils? Middle, middle evils. evils. <laughs> middle <laughs> evils. No,
0: this is when I, I
1: like I... it.
2: It's the early evils, the middle evils, and, and now, now we're in the, the late, late evils. evils. We are <laughs> it feels very much like we're in the late evils. Anyway, so as we all know, because we all have cats, we know that cats do not listen (laughs) to humans. They are domesticated, with air quotes. They are (laughs) tame, with air quotes. Um, So in the Middle Ages, people still valued the mice hunting skills of cats, but their autonomy and their resistance to be fully tamed made some people view them as a symbol of heresy.
3: Okay, Hannah's got her stuff now. Um, Okay, so apparently mumia uh, mumia m- is an Arabic word that refers to pissphalt, piss asphalt, which is a substance it's used probably, in medicine. It's probably piss asphalt. Pis asphalt. <laughs> it's uh, it's used in medicine, but European people got confused and thought that mumia was referring to actual mummies, so they would buy mummies, grind them up into powder and mix them into something with Something like honey to swallow or spread on a wound to cure every illness and disease you can think of. Do you think so it worked? People were stupid. So people were, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> people are stupid, dumbasses. Okay, so in the Middle Ages, uh, cats were were viewed as a symbol of heresy. I don't like that word. It's hard for me to say it. heresy because, like, you're not really, and it doesn't matter. Her, her, heretics. Um, were those who resisted the commonly accepted beliefs or did not conform to, like, the religious norms or societal norms. Heretics? And that is cats.
1: Another reason why I fucking
2: love cats. Yeah. Um. To say heretics? I may have. I don't do well no. with this word. <laughs> heresy. I, I think it's heretics. Her, no, it's heretics. Are <laughs> it's you like sure? Genetic? No, I don't it's think heretics. it is. I think it's heretics. <laughs> I know you're right. but I, I don't, don't know. actually know. I'm don't not going to say even Heretics and heresy, her- But you don't have to give the "uh" as much with her. It's just like heresy. No, it's heresy. No, it's heresy. No, I listen. I don't do well with this word. <laughs> and I clicked on pronunciation things on the internet, and it's just like heresy. No, I've always heard it pronounced heresy. Well, the
0: internet would, would <laughs> and disagree. Heresy and heretics.
2: Heresy and heretics. It's heresy and heretics. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So anyway, they were. They were. They were bastards. That's what it comes down to. Cats were bastards. Cats are bastards. Motherfuckers. Yeah. So people did Still. not like them. Also, in the 13th century, Pope Gregory IX issued a decree that associated cats with devil worship. Another plus. <laughs> I mean, okay. <laughs> So he said that German satanic cults used cats and other animals as part of their rituals. So there's actually this whole thing that, like, the person who was over in Germany investigating these, like, cults and brought back this information. The Pope may have been full of crap and, like, made all this up. But even if we say that it was all real, um, the Pope then had his decree, well I guess whether it was real or not. The pope had his decree that said that satanic cults are using cats as a part of their ritual and that really solidified public association between cats and magic witchcraft devil worship etc. And also people who were already like you cats can't be tamed and that pisses me off were like, "Oh, it's because you're the devil. Cuz you're evil. Now it makes sense." So, some that. people have said that the pope's decree directly led to a mass extermination of cats across Europe, so, no. or even that the Pope encouraged the killing of cats. There's actually no evidence in that. However, we do know that his decree and then the church's ongoing association of cats with witchcraft and all of that, it exacerbated the superstition that cats were bad luck or were evil, and people were already feeling like we don't really like you cats anyway. And so it, it just all hell broke loose in Europe. That, that for four cats, Pope would have liked the cats there when the fucking plague came. Well, we're gonna talk <laughs> about that too. Um, so, cats were regularly tortured and killed throughout the Middle Ages, and the cat population went down significantly. And some people believe that the outbreak of the bubonic plague in the 14th century can be blamed on the mass killing of cats because the rat population grew. Mm-hmm. Well, do you think
1: that humans are gonna learn that the more that we fuck with shit the more that shit's gonna fucking get shitty
2: yeah but <laughs> in this case it's all bull and it's not true like i mean we want to be like haha you don't like cats and now you have a plague but the reality is that there were
1: multiple I mean, outbreaks of the plague a lot of before. a lot of issues that associated that shit to the plague but like
0: yeah, the plague spread from, like, Asia all the way up through to Europe. Right, and, and
1: there were outbreaks before the Pope did his decree
2: and before people started killing off cats. My and statement not. still stands. No, I yeah. agree. I agree. <laughs> no, but here's, here's the other thing. I mean, I don't disagree with you, but here's the other thing. So everyone says that, like, rats are the reason of the pl- plague because they carried the fleas that had that type of bacteria. However, if there were a shit ton of cats hanging out, they would have also had fleas. Yeah. And they yeah. would have been coming up and rubbing on your legs. Maybe the mass killing of cats actually saved people's lives because the fleas didn't
1: spread as much. I mean, honestly, I think it would have just been plague, shit either way. The plague it was going to probably a- was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It probably that's was like- That's what happens when you have thousands upon thousands of people living on top of each other with no resources to health or yeah. plumbing or you know and yeah. we still see that shit today. Yep.
2: So the reality is that the cats probably had no role in the plague, in the plague whatsoever.
1: whatsoever. <laughs> but it's still
2: really sad that a whole bunch of cats got killed. Like well, that's that is really sad. And
0: maybe their magic could have helped.
2: Maybe their magic could have helped. That's true. We're only talking about the literal side of things so far. So one other really sad side effect of this whole time when everyone was like cats are evil is that lonely old women who had cats as companions were suddenly viewed as witches because they were (laughs) (laughs) alone with a cat. And so then the witches were killed and the cats were killed. And so this was the beginning of the association of cats and witches. Even though in reality, real witches might have already been using cats and other animals as familiars for years. Yeah. But it was this... External, oh cats are evil, and you're a woman with a cat that really started to put that into
1: the That must make you evil. You're a woman. That's it. You don't have to have a cat. You just have to be a woman and you're evil. Pretty much. (laughs) Well, do you did you know that like in the You think for
2: yourself? How fucking dare you? In the in the witch trials in Europe, they would say if there was like a fly that buzzed into the room when a woman was on trial, they were like, That's the witch's familiar. She was (laughs) like, We're gonna talk more about witchcraft and cats and stuff. That was more the history. We're gonna take a break now, though. Yay! Yay! I need another screw stickle break.
0: But um, need just
1: I do right want now. to say
0: right before we get back in, because our conversation reminded me that I had um, a talk with one of the people that I work with, uh, and she, her partner, I guess. I don't know if they've been listening to the podcast, but I was talking to them about the soobie booby. And so I guess now my coworker's partner Every time she sees a Subaru, she cannot say Subaru. She goes, Subi-roo. Like, she wants to say say, Subi-booby because
2: (laughs) am Kelly. (laughs) Yay! Maybe my game will take off someday and everyone will be punching each other in the boobs all across Colorado. (laughs) You know,
0: Carolyn did say that um, her daughter had been and her son had been playing this game before our podcast, so you didn't invent it. No, I,
2: okay, I literally freaking invented this. (laughs) <laughs> but no. they would but they would they poke did.
0: a boob not punch a boob because punching a boob
2: hurts. Okay, so then they invented a different game. <laughs> Because this game's about pain. <laughs> I invented Zoobie Booby, and I tried to tell Matt and our friend Dave about it. They were not entertained, and I sat on it for like six years because I thought no one's going to want to play my game until I mentioned it on this podcast. So I definitely oh. invented it. Okay, Kelly invented it, but I'm going to say as a disclaimer,
0: if you don't feel like punching someone in the boob, which I would appreciate not being punched in the boob, you could gently poke them in the boob. Anyway, meow back to our story with the lovely <coughs> Kelly. <Mark. laughs> Wrong story, Kelly. Wrong sorry, story. I'm
2: sorry. Sorry. So, we talked prior to the break, like four hours ago when we took a break. Um, we talked <laughs> all about, but not to you listeners. It was just a minute or two ago. We talked about the history of kitty cats. And now <laughs> you're laughing at me, aren't you? Nope. <laughs> Just nope. laughing, okay. just laughing for no reason. So now we're going to talk about the magical and mystical aspects of kitty cats. The musical. I'm no. sorry, the... that sounds like musical.
0: <laughs> it does. <laughs> that was wrong. That was wrong. Cats, cats the musical.
2: So we uh, know that cats can be found in various mythologies over the years, including Greek mythology, Roman mythology, Norse mythology, and all the mythologies. Wow. <laughs> Um, but that's a lot to talk about, so I'm not going to talk about any of those <laughs> um, but <laughs> one, one thing to note though is that they often were associated with women again, so again, we're seeing that feminine association not in the traits necessarily, but in that like they were it was a um a, f- a goddess that transformed into a cat, or a goddess that had cats leading her chariot, or you know, it's like often often goddesses and women were related to them. Maybes so leading why... their chariots. Wasn't that maybe not chariot, but wasn't Freya the go- uh, Norse goddess? She had two
1: cats that like pulled her That's cool thing, I guess. Maybe that's why I've surrounded myself with cats is just my unconscious no. desire to be a goddess. No, Maybe. I just
3: want like twenty <laughs> yeah. little cats pulling my sling. <laughs> Freya, Freya, the Norse uh, god, is associated with love, beauty, fertility, sex, war, gold, and gold. Oh, what? Sw- I, I don't know what the fuck that word is. Um, she rides a chariot pulled by two cats.
2: Yes, and it. they have blue
3: eyes, I believe. Is that not in that? Ooh, they're My giant two cats Siamese. have blue
2: eyes. Maybe. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Anyway, so there's all those women that we're not going to talk about who are associated with cats over the years. So I just mention it because it's another drawing that connection between women and cats, like that leads to witches and cats be- being such a, sh- a sh- such a strong association. So one piece of Celtic mythology I do want to talk about, though, is the cat Sith. And this is not a Star Wars reference. Oh. <laughs> the cat, the cat Sith, was a part of of Celtic mythology. There's a lot of cut and suh and in that. Um, and the cat Sith is a fairy creature who resembles a large black cat with a white spot on its chest. All right, so this cat Sith was believed to haunt the Scottish. It is really hard. <laughs> <laughs> Words. Words are hard. Haunt the Scottish. Highlands. I left out a word in my notes, too. and making it even harder. So it's the Scottish Highlands, and in Irish lore, people would see this cat Sith haunting the land. Ooh.
0: What would he do when he haunted the
2: <clears throat> well, land? Well, that's us Okay, out. sorry. Actually, well, no, I do have that information. So it, some people believed that the cat Sith wasn't a fairy, so some people thought it was a fairy, but some people thought it was a witch that could voluntarily transform into a cat's form. A shapeshifter. Yes, and this is really fascinating. They believed that it could transform into cat form and back nine times. And if the witch chose to transform the ninth time, she would have to remain a cat for the rest of her life. And the nine lives. So this is the origin of the cat has nine lives. It comes from Celtic mythology. Wow. I know, pretty cool. So you asked what this cat Sith can do. So Scottish people believed that the cat Sith could steal a person's soul by passing over a corpse before it was buried. So, before the gods could claim the soul through the burial, the cat could claim the soul by just like walking over <laughs> it <his laughs> being
0: just, like Fine. breathing it in. Fine, I claim this one. <laughs>
2: Um So, because of this, bodies were watched day and night, and they used various methods of distraction, including games of leaping, or catnip, or riddles and music, so that the cats would not come to the bodies and Why
3: steal the souls.
1: Catnip on a body, no, away from, oh, like away they were distracting. The cats like, away. I also,
3: I, I love, love the idea of trying to tell a cat a riddle. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Picture the guy in the in the cemetery, like, I will distract you. What's black and white and red all over. Cat just walks on by. Uh, but anyway, they also wouldn't use fires around bodies because they believed that the cat Sith was attracted to the warmth. So basically, they were just trying to keep cats away from dead bodies, but
1: also... In fear that one of them might be this fairy witch. One of them witch. might
2: be the cat Sith and the okay. fairy witch thing. So... Um, as you already know, cause all of us know that Halloween comes from the Gaelic festival of Samhain, which was celebrated from October 31st to or November Sam 1st, Samhain, <laughs> Sam that's how that's I pronounced like it for pronounce. <laughs> a lot of years of my life, but I am wiser now, Samhain. So, um, it's from Ireland is where it originates. Uh, Or from Ireland, Scotland, it's Gaelic, so mostly Ireland. Um, And so this is the day where it is believed that the boundary between the world of the living and the other world could be more easily crossed and spirits and fairies could more easily come into our world. What? I want to say that I never
0: appreciated the thinning of the veil as much when I was younger because I didn't really have anybody on the other side that i had hoped like to see again but in recent years i look forward to this time of year just in the hopes that maybe i'm just closer to the people that i love that i miss Aww. whether there's truth to it or not i like to believe there's truth in all that shit but
2: Yeah, and I do think it's really beautiful that all of the holidays that, well, I guess the two that I'm mostly thinking of, Samhain and Day of the Dead, like you mentioned, Belly, like they both come from such different cultures and both had so much of the same ideas rooted within them. Well, from different parts of
1: the world, too, because like,
2: you know, like you're like Mexico and then like Ireland and they're not
1: close to each other and they both believe
2: that this is a day where the veil is the thinnest as you said and that they can connect to those who are non-living and the way that they did it might be a little bit different in the different cultures but that's a a belief in both and so that that to me makes this time of year whether you believe in it or not it makes it a very powerful time to reflect upon those people who have been important in your life Mm -hmm. and find a way to feel that connection with them again whether it's because the veil is slimmer and you can actually like connect with them or whether it's because of your
1: connecting to your memories and and to their memories there's a lot to say about like intention you know like if you're setting aside this time on that night to intentionally connect whether the veil is thinnest like you said or not like you're putting that energy out and you will get you know like energy in return i totally agree
2: belly all right, so back to Samhain and the cat Sith of Ireland. So people on Samhain um, wanted to appease the cat Sith, so they would put out a saucer of milk for it to drink. And it was believed that the cat Sith would bless any house that left milk and would curse the cows of any house that did not. So it would curse the cows dry, essentially. Good thing I have no cows. Yes, but maybe the cat Sith would curse you in a different way. I'm gonna start leaving milk out. Just in case Halloween. <laughs> and I'll attract just all those in cats case. that Sage hates and wants to fight with, but there whatever. You go. <laughs> but maybe one of them will be the cat's hip, So that is why cats have been associated with Halloween from the before Halloween was a thing, when Samhain was a thing, there was already a cat association and a desire to appease the black cat mm-hmm. that would roam around the highlands on and Halloween. Steal dead bodies and, and <laughs> steal their souls. Yeah, it did. yeah. Steal the body the whole. Stole body. the whole body.
1: <laughs> it was just like Doug and dug and dug <laughs> and,
2: and, and then dug, like pulled it out like, like it out. <laughs> <laughs> got I mean, an ear so cats are pretty much the only animal that is consistently associated with Halloween yeah. I mean yes sometimes toads yeah. or spiders would be the other one because of spider webs yeah um, but
1: you know but cats What are they
0: animals they're oh. insects they're different they're insects they're, they're arachnids not
1: they're not insects I did a project in third grade about spiders they're arachnids
2: okay so now we know why cats are associated with Halloween. We kind of know why cats are associated with witches because we started to see that they were de- viewed as demonic and all that. Um, and the church demonized cats and associated them with devil worship and paganism. But what we haven't talked about is that there were many practicing witches or Wiccans or pagans who have also used cats over hundreds of years to assist in their practice of magic as they're familiar. So there's like the general population's view of cats and witches – But then there was also this, like, backseat, like, actually using cats in their magic practice going on, which is cool. So a familiar is a supernatural entity that often takes the form of a small animal. It is most often a cat, though dogs, hares, birds, snakes, and toads can also be familiars. Or they were an animal that was, that had, like, it was so, like... Not revered or honored, but, like, it was it was so its own entity that they weren't viewed as, like, being my cuddly pet. But that shifted over time to, like, familiars nowadays often are the ones we have a really close emotional bond with and are our pets. Would that be kind of like Native Americans and the totem Mm -hmm. animal
0: where your totem might be a bear or it might be a a snake? Mine is a spider. I'm not sure why, but... um, like, but a lot of the times they would distinguish what their animal was by having an interaction with it, mm-hmm. where like they would have an interaction with a bear where they were almost killed, but they weren't, and they'd be like, "Oh, that's your spirit. That's your, your spirit spirit animal. animal yeah. Your totem."
2: Yeah, and that's actually one th- thing that I'll kind of touch on. It's like kind of the where it came out of in the history. I honestly okay. can't find it in my notes right now, so I'm no, just going to keep cool. reading. I just was curious if that's <laughs> that's kind of more the mentality is. It yeah. was more like
0: a spirit animal rather than. Like, yeah. what we see familiars exactly. as they Exactly. Yeah. They've
2: progressed and transformed in how they're used over time, which I think is really fascinating. Because so has mm-hmm. witchcraft. So has mm-hmm. Wicca. Like, all of that's changed over time. Yeah. So I think that's really interesting. So, oh, it's right here. It's next in my notes. Gosh, oh. I'm a mess, y'all. <laughs> so the idea of familiars comes out of ancient times when people believed in spirit guides or guardian angels. And some believe that familiars do not have to be an animal, but instead may be an alter ego, a projection of oneself, or simply a spirit companion that can aid in one's witchcraft. That came directly out of um, Native Americans also, but also in Europe, where this was like coming from... In terms of the historical timeline, because, you know, obviously the historical timeline was happening in Europe and Native Americans were doing their own thing over here on their own. Yeah. And so also in ancient cultures in Europe, this idea, like in Rome, the idea of a, a daemon or a, like a, a spiritual guide, um, like this this idea of a spiritual, spirit animal, spiritual guide, guardian angel was kind of where the idea of familiars came from. Okay, Not necessarily embodying an animal to begin with, but could be an inanimate object well i've known or, people
0: i know someone in particular whose uh, familiar was an inanimate object so
2: all right so anyway it came out of that idea of you know ancient spirit companions is where it came from but familiars really became a big topic during the witch panic of the like 1600s ish to 1800s in europe and, and england particularly there are many accounts in court records during witch trials, of witches using the familiars or imps, as they were also called, to do their bidding. So familiars could serve as spies because it was believed that they could shapeshift or that a witch's power could be channeled through the animal. Um, So that was one way kind of as they were used. However... The familiar wasn't just there to serve. Sometimes it made requests or demands of the witch as well. So there's a line in Macbeth that talks about the the familiar summoning or the imp summoning one of the witches because and they had to go because they were being summoned. So it was kind of this like symbiotic relationship. That
1: sounds familiar. I mean Familiar. Just like uh, thinking uh,
2: about my relationship
1: <laughs> with Ollie. It's you know, it's like I'll do this for you. But you got to give me that back scratch. But yeah, it's also right? like mom, mom. It's also the general
0: relationship that we have with cats. Yeah, yeah. like we had talked about earlier where it's kind of like I'll be here and I'll do these things for you, but you, you got to do these things for me things and you, you don't me. own me. I
3: make the choice. I actually yeah. own you. Yeah, I make the choice <laughs> to be here. Yeah, you pick up sure. my shit so I own
2: you. Um,
1: <laughs> peasant. <laughs>
2: Uh, one of the things that f- that witches had to do for their familiars was feed them, yes. and it was <laughs> believed, but it was believed that they required the blood of their witch. So the witch's mark, or the teat where the witch suckled her familiar, was something that was looked for in witch hunt investigations as a sign of Cheat. being a witch. <laughs> but like that's the same Yo. sort of crap that no. the whole witch trials no. were such bullshit because like. They could be like, a birthmark! It's a, it's witch a witch's seat. teat! <laughs> totally, like complete And like, real witches are like, I don't let my cat suck my blood from a teat. Like, yeah. I just feed them cat food. Like, like, you guys are fucking weird. But you do you. So Anyway, so in modern Wicca, we still see the familiar. And a familiar can be any animal or object. I did not write that, but you are right. Modern Wicca, there can be an object. But any animal whom a person feels connected to. So modern witches don't believe that familiars are demons or spirits, but that they are animals. When we're talking animal familiars anyway. They are animals with a particular psychic attunement. Animal familiars are more connected to the supernatural and the spirit world, so they can be a partner in the practice of magic, serving as a kind of psychic sensor. They can indicate the presence of
1: negative energy or also lend their own energy to spells. Um, I do want to say, though, when I do set up and like do rituals... Ollie, nine times out of ten, joins me and just, like, watches. That's one of the signs. And, like, sits. And sometimes I'll let him, like, pick out crystals. One time, back when Liv and I were tight, we were going to do a ritual together, and we were like, what if? And we, like, laid out some crystals, and Ollie picked three that he really liked. He like he totally did, and like the other ones, we like would like hold up to him, and he would like mm-mm. like he picked three that he really liked, and we used them in our ritual. They do say that those are the sorts of hints. What you were saying, Bell, of yeah. how you know that it is a familiar, and like that's the thing. Like not every animal, not every pet that you have is a familiar. Yeah, and like Pear's definitely like been interested sometimes, but I think it's mostly just like oh, what are you doing? Yeah. like Ollie will sit. I want sit pets. Will you give me
2: pets if I am over And he there? will
1: watch me, and he'll you know like like I said like you know the thing with the crystals. I think that was the moment that I was like. like Like, okay. (laughs) They say that familiars can guide you to new, like, magics and
2: help you in your learning if you're open to them. And that's something that some people might be resistant to. And so, like, it may not feel like you want to open yourself up to that animal, but it could guide your practice.
3: I wish that Nobog was my familiar, but I know that he wasn't. But now he's dead, and I swear to God, he's haunting us. (laughs) Because the the shelf that we have his ashes on, we have like a little shrine for him. We have his Aww. little box. We have a little picture of him. We have his paw print. We have his favorite toy. And so maybe he's like drawing it energy. So it is the tater tot. Aww. Maybe his fucking cat spirit is drawing energy from all of this but shit keeps falling off of that shelf and off of the one shelf that he would always get on when he was alive and knock shit off of on purpose those two mm-hmm. shelves are the only shelves that shit keeps falling off of could be he's fucking haunting me
1: could be <laughs> mom i'm still here with you oh that's Aww. sweet i wish
2: i could be haunted by my kitty I would take it. So, speaking of which, to get back to the familiars, I want to talk about possibly the most famous familiar, who is Pywacket, the witch from or the witch's cat from *Bell, Book, and Candle*. Pywacket is also the best known name for a familiar. It dates all the way back to Renaissance England. Matthew Hopkins, who was a self-proclaimed witch. He was a self-proclaimed witch finder general. So I guess he just gave himself himself, like a general. Yeah, so he was just a murderer of women. In the 17th century, he said that the name Piwacket was a name no mortal could invent, thereby proving that the creature was actually a supernatural being. That's hilarious. And of course, Piwacket was also the name of the best kitty in the entire world. Who was my kitty who Mm. died a couple weeks ago? And I don't know if she was my familiar or not, but I certainly think that we had a really, really close bond. Mm -hmm. You did. She was the best kitty. I like to say that she was my familiar. So anyway, uh, modern cats today are definitely a little less mystical than those of history. But many people still believe that cats have a closer connection to the other world or that they can see and feel things that humans cannot. Uh, People predict or believe that their cats can predict the arrival of loved ones, the weather, or catastrophic events before they happen. People think cats can see spirits or ghostly presences. And of course, modern Wiccans still believe that their cats can aid in their magic as their familiars. So, what are your thoughts? Is it just that cats, as a being, have great hearing, great vision, great smell? They can pick up on slight behavior changes. And so, because of this, they just seem like they creepily know what's going on around them. Or are they just fucking weird? (laughs) 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 They like run around and stare at things that we can't see and like get all up in your face and like do weird stuff. Or is there something supernatural? Is there a connection to goddesses? Do they have psychic abilities? Are they able to detect negative energy or lead, lend their powers to magic?
0: I think, I think they're intradimensional beings, and that is why they they have a knowledge that we don't have, but they don't have a way to like convey it to us. Mm-hmm. They don't have the communication that
1: we do. I had this weird it's thing happen right. to me, and I thought, i um, Was tossing these two ideas around in my head for a long time. It could have either been a ghost or it could have been something else. So what happened? I broke my bong. It was really traumatic. It was really sad. Cried about it. Cleaned it up. I was taking – Kyle was like – I had the day off, and I was, like, home. And Kyle was helping me clean up. And I was, like, leaving to go drop off the the bong garbage to the trash dump. Like, we have the little chute, you know. And so I shut the door to the apartment, and I walk out the hallway, and I heard Kyle's voice go, hey, babe. And it was like urgent and I was like, Oh, I'll see what he wanted after I come back to the trash. If there's more trash, I'll just go again, whatever. But I almost stopped and went back inside because Kyle was like, Hey babe. And I come back, I go to the trash, come back. I walk in, I was like, What did you need? And he was like, What are you talking about? And I was like, A ghost. But as soon (laughs) (laughs) as soon as I walked in, Ollie was right there. And he was like looking at me. He was like, Where'd you go? What did you do? Like, he was, like, right there when I closed the door, and so I don't know if Ollie, Ollie. like, got in my head, thinks that my name is Babe, because that's the only thing Kyle ever calls me, (laughs) is Babe, and he used, like, it was Kyle's voice, like, he hears Kyle's voice all the time. Like, I don't know if it was a ghost that was immolating Kyle or convinced it was Ollie and not the ghost. There is a ghost that lives in my hallway, though.
2: So, Though, in summary, I do just want to say that, well, first of all, cats are awesome. And yeah. if you disagree, then I don't really need I don't that want negativity you in, my life. in my life. So uh, don't email be... us or podcast about
0: your
1: hatred of cats. Because we're just going to delete it. But if you have
0: any other criticism or um, feedback, feedback or compliments, <laughs> I mean, you could always send us some compliments. If you like cats, send it to? Send pictures of your cat. FFS. Yes the podcast at gmail.com or we have a facebook f*d up, story- <laughs> up family story time and we have a twitter and we have a pinterest now f*d up family story time and we have, and a we have a fucking everything in instagram f*d up family story time we just have f*d up family shit everywhere. everywhere look for us review oh, us. us
2: valorate us Celebrate well, us. Okay. So, but not if you don't like cats. Are you not done with your story yet? Well, I was closing. I said in oh, closing. Okay, sorry. I, I guess I did maybe that a
0: little too soon. Go close.
2: Well, <laughs> I guess in closing, clothes, cats yeah. are awesome. That would be a fine closing too. But cats are I cats was are also going to say that you cannot separate the cat from Halloween at this point in time. Halloween no. would not be the same without them. However, there are mean assholes out there who. Either still believe the same superstitious things of the Middle Ages, or they're just jerks, and they would hurt your kitties on Halloween. So please, especially if they're black, especially cats. black cats. So please take care of your kitties, keep them inside on Halloween, and yes. kick those bastards in the nuts. I don't. <laughs> the
0: end. I even keep my shitty cat Sage in, and she's a black cat. I keep her in on Halloween. At least I try. And, and, and she like hates the you night for before it. and the night after. But I don't try too hard because good luck catching that bitch. Yeah, they're going <laughs> to anything oh, to her. Yeah. You will like <laughs> your true. fingers and you like your face.
1: <laughs> that is true. She even yeah. likes you. I know, and she fucking (laughs) bites me while I'm trying to sleep. Out of all of the cats that I have met, I am the most terrified of Sage. Pretty
0: scary, but she's really funny. Like she had a squinty eye the other day, and I had to put some eye drops in her eye. And she just like sits there. I like have to kind of get her positioned, you know, which I know how to do because I'm skilled in that. But she just (laughs) sits there and lets me do it. She doesn't like go for blood. It's only when I'm falling asleep. What time is it? Things that don't suck. Things that don't suck. Things All that don't right. suck.
2: Don't suck. All right. All right. I, I want to go. fire. Who's going? I want to go. Kelly's Because mine's kind of related to my story. So a thing that majorly really super duper sucks is obviously that my pie wacket died a couple weeks ago. And that was really horrible and awful. And it hit me like crazy hard in ways I never predicted. And it hit Matt in crazy hard ways that he never predicted. All of that sucks. However, I am very appreciative for the people in my life who know how important kitties are. And knew how important she was to me. And so all of you listened to me and like listen to me talk about how upset I was. And I had a friend send us flowers. I had a friend buy us like little mugs that had Pi and me on it. And then your
1: picture is on your yeah, yeah. That's so cute.
2: And then they got Matt one that had him and him and Pi on it. Mom and Dad bought us like a ton of food the night that it happened so that we didn't have to cook. It was mm. so much food. Um you know, and then we went the next day and I drank way too much with mom and dad. And then we just showed up at our friend's house so we could pet their dogs and they let us. And I was like drunk in their backyard with their dogs. Like, it's just like people just understanding that like never once did anyone give me a vibe of like, she was just a cat. And so it really doesn't suck to have people in your life who care about you and who know that our animals are our babies. And it has also made me like recommit to trying to be that for other people. Cause like, I know. And it was hard for you when you lost Neil Block, Hannah. And so um, I'm just thinking of ways that, like, I could have been there for you or or moving forward, like, that I can be there for other people when they lose their fur babies because they're important to us. So I think that doesn't suck, to be there for each other, to love each other, and to know that these animals are more than just than just animals. Mm-hmm. Mm, I like that. I'm sorry. I'm crying. I'm no. done. I mm-hmm. you, Kelly. You
3: made me cry too, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Next.
1: Next, I don't know how to top that. Uh, I guess my thing that doesn't suck is that I got a tattoo for free because my uncle bought a tattoo gun. I think he yeah. got it for his birthday, but he's practicing, and I—it's actually really cool. It I really good. like it. Yeah, just take a picture, I've put it on. Definitely seen people pay for tattoos that look worse. So. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Things that
0: don't suck. Things that don't suck. All right, so mine's pretty silly, but um my thing that doesn't suck is that uh, a little while ago. I was watching the news and the weather guy, Chris Tomer, who's fucking amazing, was on and he was talking about the smoke index and I, you know, it's really smoky here. Like l- yesterday and today has been really smoky so here, but I just appreciate that he put it in terms that I can relate to. And so I'm thinking today is probably a three cigarette day. <laughs> I don't know. The day I watched him, it was a two cigarette day. But thank you, Chris, for making it relatable and understandable <laughs> and giving me a chuckle. That's all <laughs> on this three cigarette, maybe four cigarette day. It's pretty bad, it's today. bad yeah, today. It's pretty bad.
3: Uh, and Hannah. My thing that doesn't suck is last night we accidentally locked Jonesy in the basement um he didn't pee on anything so that's a thing that doesn't suck because that is a change for me from my last cat (laughs) but he was so lonely and sad that he was locked down in the basement that he slept with me all night he came up on me and he was purring so loudly and he like nuzzled into me and he was rubbing up on me and i just cried when he did it because i have not had a cat cuddle with me in so long since nobog died because none of the Mm. other cats that i live with actually like cuddling and Nobog would like sleep on my face and he loved it. And so I missed that. So that was really
0: nice. So you need to accidentally lock Jonesy in the basement once all a week. All the
1: time. At least once a week. Yes. <laughs> yes. A guess. I love kitties. I love kitties. I feel cats. like we can all agree that kitties are some things that don't suck. I yep,
2: agree. Yep, yep. Cats are pretty Even amazing. Even my shitty
1: demon cat is the thing that doesn't Even suck. Even your shitty demon cat. I yeah,
2: that. That means my story was not really effed up at all because cats are amazing. <laughs> Great, <laughs> cats are. But cats <laughs> so are nice. effed up in and of themselves. They are a little it's bit. Uh, they are a little bit. No, so <laughs> and I Evie gotta say, put it that right.
0: Cats are demons. Cats are demons. Oh.
2: Were we supposed to say goodbye? Or we will. We will. Oh. we're, we're, we're are you gonna edit goodbye. this out. Bye. I'll see bye. you soon. Bye. Bye. bye.